Hello and welcome to Blades Pod. It is Thursday, the 4th of March. My name is Ben. I'm joined as always by Andrew. How you doing, mate? I'm very good. What about yourself? I'm also very good. A a very satisfying win over Aston Villa, I think we can say. Is that satisfying right? is the word. That's the key word there. I don't think it's like a sort of, come on, let's, we can do this. I think it's just like, if we wanted to beat anyone this season, I think they were in the top three or four. Rainless through no fault of their own, I might add. Hmm. Because it's not their fault that, you know, the, the, the VAR thing last season messed up. And it's not their fault they've got miles more money than us. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's certainly uh, certainly a team that has felt like they've had a, a competitive advantage over us. Yes. Again, sort of through no fault of our, our own, I suppose, or their own, I guess. So, yeah, 1-0 win over Villa um, takes us off 11 points, onto 14 points. We are now just another relegated team. How how satisfying is that? And uh, is it one more win, and we get more points on Huddersfield as well? I think that's right. Yeah, they get like I think they did get like sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, so we're better than Sunderland as well, aren't we? No um, one, no one remembers those though, mate. It's, it's no, exactly. It's all that yeah, people just think, oh yes, they were a bit rubbish, weren't they, Huddersfield? So the people will say, you know what I mean? They'll say the same about us, I think. So true. I just want to talk about this derby record very quickly before we talk about the game. Like, I, I think we can safely say that will never, ever, ever be broken, right? I mean, well, we you can't have much worse seasons than we we've lived through this season. We know everything that's gone against us, and we know everything how bad we've been in games and how out of his depth we've been in games, and we've not even broke it. So I just don't see. I, I can't believe they only got eleven. I know we're only three points above, and I'm not like sort of <laughs> those idiots only getting eleven points. But with, with everything that's gone against us last season, this season, and with that team we put out last night. I, and we've still managed to get three points more than them. That must have been a, a not just a bad side, but they must have had stuff go against them as well. Yeah, well, and you know, and a once in a lifetime global pandemic that means all these games are being played behind closed doors, which you know removes yeah. removes a small advantage that we may have had over some other teams, and you know has, has just led to I think confidence sort of uh, snowballing down the hill various times. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, season. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's remarkable. You know, we've we've been terrible for most of this season. And we've got three points more than they got uh, in eleven fewer games. So, yeah, I, I doubt we're going to. I'm not expecting us to go on a tear now and end up with thirty points or something like that. But no. yeah, that is uh, that is one. If we can win another couple now, this is the the, the sort of positive, if you like. And we, we, we've all accepted relegation. Imagine I did see a Fred on S two this morning. Like we can dare to dream. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, I will not. I will not deny people the opportunity to dream. Not the not right to dream. Season. Yeah. yeah, not after this season. But let's say we win another two. We end up going down. We're just having a look now on the same points as Villa did in 2016, which I don't think anyone... I don't remember them going down with any sort of massive shame. It were a, a, a massive blow for them because they're a huge club, obviously, and they went down. But I don't remember them being, like, you know, absolutely terrible. Nah, nobody does. It's, it was all about that 11 points and getting off it. So there we yeah. go. That's, uh, that's a nice feeling. But, yeah, the, you know, sort of parking any feelings over the uh, bigger picture... As we, as I said, this is just a really satisfying win given the circumstances of the two teams in the last twelve months. I mean, you know, I've, I've seen this a few times in the build-up to the game. You rewind twelve months, Villa were on their, you know, out on their feet, really, weren't they? They were. Well, the last the last game that were played in the Premier League before the pandemic stopped uh, football was then. Was it five 0 against Leicester? It was four or five. Yeah, I remember watching yeah, it. Yeah, and, uh, and, and I remember watching that, thinking. I mean, obviously there were a bit of rumours in the background going on about oh they could stop the season and stuff, but I was thinking if this carries on, you know, they're they're gone. They look shot. Yeah, 
It's, and I mean, in the same way that the, the break really harmed us, it really, really helped them. It could not have gone better. And, and some of that, um, you know, if, if, if there are any Villa fans listening to this, then you, you are absolutely getting the last laugh. You you will be a Premier, oh, yeah. you will be a Premier League team now for the foreseeable future, I would imagine, given the, the financial backing and the fact. That I think to... a lot of, a lot of the bitterness comes from our fans, and understandable bitterness, myself included. I'm not slagging people off for being bitter, <laughs> but. I think it's because we, last season we sort of were like, oh, we've shown people you don't need this money. Look at Villa. Yeah. They're bottom of the league. They spent this amount of money. And now it's it sort of, it's that, that dream sort of died that, yeah, you probably do need a bit of money or a lot of money in Villa's case to, to really, really do something. And I suppose that's where the bitterness comes in from our point of view. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, they were they were completely out of it 12 months ago. They used that, that break, that enforced break, they used really well. I mean, I think I've talked about this mm-hmm. before, but they're, their defence was absolute chalk and cheese either side of that yeah. lockdown. Um, they came back and they were like a top six defence for the rest of the season. And that's kind of carried on this year, isn't it? They, um... Well, I do think as well, but in the same way that the pandemic arm does, because we obviously just thought, well, we'll just carry on doing what we're doing, which is absolutely understandable. I also think because we ended last season really badly, and again, there were no real break, proper, proper break to yeah. the season after... We didn't have the same sort of time to reflect as Villa have had. We, I don't think we... Re- I'm not saying Wilder's not up all night thinking about things. Of course he is. But I do think he, if we'd have had like a couple of months break or whatever it was that Villa had, I think Wilder might have said, right, let's have a quick look at this and maybe a bit more time to tweak things. But Yeah. Um, but yeah, they you know they figured it out. They stayed up just about very, very close. Obviously, they're benefiting from the non-goal against us. And mm. uh means they get to hang on to Grealish, they get to reinvest, and uh, yeah, that's where they are now. And they are now a, a decent Premier League team, and uh, yeah, we, we chalked up a win against them in a fairly dramatic fashion, I suppose. Um, yeah. Were you surprised that Jagielka started again in terms of uh, the physical capability of being able to start? Was it four ga- uh, two games in four days? And obviously, he's, he's you know, been given... Uh, Given a runaround by uh, Liverpool's front three uh, mm. at the weekend, was was that a surprise to you that he was not surprised because it were a necessity to, for him to play? There's literally no one else as we probably come on to. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think uh, that I, I won't say he struggled a little bit last night, and it must be difficult. He's older than me, and I know he's obviously <laughs> a lot. He's obviously a lot fitter than I am, but you know I'll do like half hour exercises a day, and the day after I'm like I can't move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, he's he had to play, but I'm sh- I, I've got the fe- I get the feeling that Wilder might have been taking him off around the seventy minute mark anyway, because he'd have had to play against Southampton. You'd have thought so. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Um, uh, the only the only change was Brewster starting up front. Um, free Brewster, which I was I was glad to see. Like I want to see I'd more. I play of him every week, Brewster. I think it it wasn't fantastic by any stretch of the imagination yesterday. But you know what, we've got to give him. He's only going to improve with game time for me. And also, he is going to be here next season. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's he's a lot younger than McGoldrick, who we'll mention in a second, and uh, mm. and and Sharp as well. So you would figure he's going to have significant minutes with us next season so yeah yeah definitely uh definitely benefits in in playing him in a in a season that's a lost cause i think um we play i can't say we play like appreciably better or worse than most i thought wilder really absolutely nailed it in his post-match thing saying yeah. you know, that was yeah. like most of the games we played last season and you know i think it's not i don't think he was saying this but i think it is naive to say like 
you know, there was barely any difference between this season and last season in terms of like it's just fine margins going the other way. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's, there are things that are tilting those fine margins against us. But yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't like an incredible performance or anything like that. But certainly defensively, the effort was there again. And I think I think we said that after Liverpool, didn't we? Why we were kind of all right with it. It's like you know, we know that the players out there aren't really the best. Most of them aren't up to Premier League standard. I would say at this stage. Mm. But as long as they try hard, what more can you really ask at this point? The only notable difference to me <clears throat> was the last ditch defending. It were almost mm-hmm. as if um, I'm not saying. We, I think there's only a couple, maybe even one game this season where I can point fingers and say. And this was the Palace game where I thought some players might be just going through the motions here. To be completely honest, that's what it felt like. I don't. I don't think we can. I, I've said all season. I don't think we can fault the work rate of the players. They've just been outclassed. But there was definitely that extra bit between the teeth yesterday. I think with the diving, ta- Norwood and Fleck diving into challenges and stuff. And it were. All, I, I don't know if it was because they felt aggrieved by the uh, decision to send Jack Elcroft, or if it was just sort of maybe even an angle from last season with the uh, the the ball over the line thing I don't know but I did feel like there was that extra little bit of tenacity and that extra little bit of you're not going to score today and you know Rhoda's road look on a couple of occasions as well but I don't think Villa they hit the bar and Ramsdale made a good save and McGinn missed a good chance I think that's it really yeah I can't um, think of any other ma- massive chances they had we did defend really really well yeah apart from maybe that uh, Triore dribble in the uh, first half oh of course yeah that was bad <laughs> Oh, yeah. like, what a goal that would have been! It's like we didn't—we just running, just looking at him, admiring, and oh, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I, even though we missed, I was still angry. Uh, like the thought of how annoyed I, I was angry at how annoyed yeah. I would have been if that had gone in. Um, yeah, yeah. McGoldrick uh, clearly just has a moment of like, right, forget this. I'm, I'm just going to do all this myself. What a, just what a delightful player he is. He's, he's still a man. He's still our best footballer, isn't he? I think at this stage. Do you know what? There were there were a bit because I'm a very uh, worry. I, I worry, and, I, and I'm, I'm quite negative. But I, I did think, what are we going to do without him? <laughs> oh, no, I know. <laughs> because that's such. I mean, look at the Fulham game. We were awful in that Fulham match. I'm not saying we'd have won with a Goldrick on the pitch or anything. But as soon as he came on, we played better. He's so important. So he's by far our most important player, and I'll include the defenders in that. Bold, bold shout, but no. I really think he just links everything. He's obviously now he's a goal threat as well, but it's not really about the goal threat for me. It's uh, it's just that linking a play and that sort of intelligence. And we just look at we play football with him. There were no real long balls. Yes, there were a few clearances. Obviously, in the second half, we'd have to send men. We were hitting it long to Burke, but he definitely changes our entire game, I think. Yeah, I love him. And I, I love what he did here. Where he uh, picks it up on the halfway line. Good good move all round, really, wasn't it? You know, uh, yeah. played out from the back. Lundstrom has a good sort of burst into midfield. Gets cycled around. And this little turn from McGolger just leaves... I think it's Nakamba, isn't it? Just yeah. it literally leaves him on his backside because it's such a quick like body shift to the other side. <laughs> and just pings a 50-yard ball straight onto Baldock's instep. And then he's off. Yeah. Baldock gets into the box... A pinpoint left footed cross, should we say? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was probably shooting, but uh, he slices it very wide, and McGoldrick's carried on his run, hits it in off the bar, and actually a very good finish because it was, you know, fired at him because it was obviously did a shot. Cheer? I thought it was, this is offside. <laughs> I semi cheered, and I, I did want to mention this, um, but my first thought was uh, I really hope that counts because it was really good play by McGoldrick, and he mm-hmm. deserves it. And, yeah. you know, 
this is another silver lining of the championship. When we're in the championship next season, all being all being well in terms of VAR, we won't have to go. I hope that counts. It'll be. Is I'm there a flag up? We'll, we'll come on to VAR, but I, it, I, it made me think yesterday. The reason I brought it up because I, I thought, all right, we're bottom of the league and stuff. But I'm not. I'm not even cheering at the moment because I think, well, that's probably going to give, be given offside. I don't want to get carried away. That's not football for me. That's just. I mean, we've gone on about it and stuff, but it really like sort of brought it home yesterday where I thought. It's mad. I mean, Wilder said after, you know, because he, he didn't cheer because he thought he were offside. And well, it cut I don't to know, him. Him out Did you notice it cut to him, like, uh, immediately after the goal and he was, like, clearly looking at a monitor, you know, in terms mm. of uh, trying to check if it was offside. And, yeah, it's, it is bad because, you know, my initial reaction is we've scored and <laughs> is he offside? And then they show that yeah. one sort of real-time replay, replay and it's like, well, he looks onside, but... We've I had this before. <laughs> I don't know for sure. Like, and you know, when you see, we had that thing with Liverpool, didn't we? Where from the you know the natural camera angle, it looked like the ball yeah. had gone clearly out, but then you actually look at it level, and it was uh, it was not at all. So yeah, it's, it's rubbish, mate. I don't want to. I think we're you know old man shouting at clouds here, and we've we've talked about it. I, loads I mean, I can't even get yeah. rid of it now because there's too much going into it. But I, I think what what's, what what I found incredible that it's sort of absurd, really. That I think if you did a poll of football fans now saying getting rid of it. I think I think they would, and yet we're persisting with it, even though the the people who are paying money to, for the game to actually exist, well, not at the moment, obviously, but don't want it. Yeah, but uh, a great. Just a, I was so pleased for him. I think that, that mm. was my main thing. I was like, I really hope this counts because he deserves that. Um, and yeah, good controlled finishing off the bar. And uh, the season for us, maybe I can't think of any more that. No, nah, it probably is one at Arsenal was better. I reckon they left oh, yeah, twenty yarder. I feel like there's been a couple of others probably a bit better than that. I think I think it loses some merit just for uh, the bulldog slice. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, great. George. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, what was I going to say? It's his seventh of the season, isn't it? Six in the league now. So uh, yeah, he's having a, a fantastic season. Um, I mean, we've mentioned VAR, and uh, yeah, I think we should probably just get to the red card now. Which I, what was that? Was that like the 55th minute or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I was furious. I have to admit, it just sucked the life out of me. Not because of, not not nothing to do with Jagielka being sent off. Just the, the way it happened and everything. And I, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here. But why, why are they trying to ruin games? Like, I don't understand. How, just leave. The, that wasn't an obvious error. Then that's what it's there for. Stop trying to be so clever. Like, oh, look at this, yeah, but look at... Nobody complained, nobody... That would have not... Again, it's another decision that nobody would have spoke about after if he'd have just given a, a normal, you know, just a, a yellow card. Yeah, no, you're, you're spot on. It, it was the 57th minute. I, at no stage, did I think he was going to get sent off until I heard they were going to go and check yeah. it on the monitor. And then, of course, I thought, oh, well, it's, now he is going to get sent off. I don't understand why. I mean, it... Yeah, he's he's so far out. There's a covering defender. He is a little distance away, but you can't tell me he's not going to get across. Oh. I mean, it's much quicker to run when you don't have a ball at your feet, which obviously El Ghazi would have. There's a midfielder coming back as well, who, again, he might catch him up. I, I just... I mean, you said it's not a clear and obvious error. I just don't think it's a clear and obvious red card either. I, I, no. I don't know how you can almost, say that's a goal-scoring opportunity. So I'm, I'm still angry this morning about it because I just think it's diabolical that... I think the officiating has been. A, I think they're using VAR almost to try and get themselves out of situation. I don't even know what, what. Why would you call that back? I just do not. 
that is not what it's there for. That was never the remit of why VAR were coming in. It was cut out clear and obvious errors, which I presume is someone 40 yards offside putting it in and the referee, for some reason, has not seen it. Not when someone's 45 yards away from going, thinking, oh, can he come back? I've said before, if you can't make a decision within 30 seconds of locking it on the VAR thing, then you, you just give the, the initial decision. I just, I, honestly, I think it's the, the angriest I've been this season about VAR because it was just a, a stupid reason to bring it back they're ruining games nothing to do with like us because it were our player nobody everyone wants to see 11 versus 11 and there's a chance for you to 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 make that game a better game and you've decided to i don't know just try and act clever and say oh no we're technically by the law of the land he's just honestly i'm i'm I'm, I'm, oh they wanted to clap him on the pitch can't do that. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's been diabol. I, I've never seen so many, as many massive errors this season uh, as this season by officiate by officials, and they've got technology helping them. It just doesn't sit right. I think it's. I think I really do think they've been an absolute disgrace this season. That's not just our games. There's so much stuff going on yeah. this season that if you're not, it's almost like a kid with a toy. You know, if you're not, if you're not good enough, if you're not old enough to. <laughs> <laughs> to play with it responsibly, I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I think my overriding feeling uh, when they sent him off was just like, can you just leave us alone? Like, we, you know, <laughs> we're terrible. We've had a nightmare season. Everything's yeah. gone wrong. We're getting relegated. We're going to finish bottom. Stop making things even worse for us. Like, we have literally no defenders left, and you've just sent off our 38-year-old who shouldn't even yeah. be playing in the first place because our other four are injured or whatever. I just, oh, that was, uh, yeah, absolutely Nobody thinks it's sending off. I looked at the BT Sport poll uh, after the game. 91% said it shouldn't have been a sending off. I didn't see a single Villa fan who were doing the view from who said it should have been a sending off. Dean Smith said it weren't a sending off. And yet we're going to have the, the fake Irishman coming on, Dermot Gallagher, <laughs> uh, on Sky Sports soon saying, oh, no, by the letter of the law, no professional player. Stephen Warnock last night at Match of the Day said it wasn't a sending off. And yet they'll still defend the decision, and that's what annoys me. Yeah, so upgraded from a yellow to a red for Jagielka. I mean, I don't want to play Villa ever again after the last three games. <laughs> I mean, you got the Hawkeye non-goal uh, a year ago, the Egan VAR red card um, yep. at Villa Park earlier in the season. In that same game, for some reason, decided not to send off Matt Target for bringing out Basham for the penalty, like... Well, the classic was, is double jeopardy, didn't they? Yeah, he, well, you know what it, I'm going to say. He was yeah, nowhere near the ball. He had no chance to play the ball. God, <laughs> yeah. that was such an obvious. That was that was worse than the Egan red card. Yeah. And then and then this, and it's just like uh, this one out, which I forgot about until someone mentioned it. I mean, it was a pen technically. Remember the pen again at home? I think it was the day your daughter born actually when we beat him two 0 It was, and, yeah. Uh, and Grealish hit the bar. That probably was a pen, but it was another weird one where the game had been going on for an extra two minutes, and then the referee went, oh, "Hang on, pen." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, you know, you just that just building into what I was feeling about this. Uh, it, like we talked about last time, you can't help but like compare us to Villa in a way, in a sort of like this is what we could have been with a you know if things had broken better for us or if we'd uh, if we had their money basically we could be yeah, in their yeah, position yeah. you know building on last season. It's like how much help do you need for God's sake? Like why do you need this? And yeah, we're in that as you pointed out to me, we're in the hilarious position of we lose one of our central defenders and our, our substitution response is to bring on a striker. Yeah. <laughs> because we yeah. don't have any more. No. <laughs> like I, we I have just, to go- 
I was looking at the bench and I, I, I really didn't know what he was going to do, to be completely honest. And I did think it was the right move, but in, in hindsight, maybe not. But. Yeah, so, so Burke comes on. Um, yeah, because ordinarily, you know, you, you bring on a defender and stay with the three at the back, wouldn't you? But we have mm. to go to a back four because we just don't have anyone else who can play there. Um, yeah, but Burke comes on uh, and, and goes off not long after. Probably plays like 20 yeah. minutes. Uh you can't tell me Burke was fit. You cannot tell me that. I was, I was watching it for five minutes. Like he can barely run. What's going on? Like this. Is you not... text me actually said Burke is definitely not fit in this match. Yeah, not a chance. Well, how did you describe him? He said it was like a spider being washed down a plug hole. Was the way he, he was running, just about. sort of all over the place, like sort of scrambling around. Got the ball that that time when he had that run, and you think he just run at him, run at him, and he just runs literally at them like he's just. <laughs> Blind or something like. <laughs> yeah. Have a run at him doesn't mean literally run into him. No, I don't. I don't mean like actually run into the man. <laughs> yeah, that that was an awful, awful cameo that from Burke. To be fair, I do think the the substitution were people saying he took him off because he was disgraced and stuff. I think it was probably more to do with the fact that Villa were on top and McBurn is a lot stronger and better in the air, which we saw he won an header actually off a yeah. corner. Didn't he? Well, we... I, I do. I think that would possibly more to do with it than Burke's performance actually being substituted. I think we just thought, right, they're getting a lot of crosses in. I think they had something like 63 crosses or something, Villa. Mm. And I think we're thinking, you know, in the last couple of minutes, let's get everyone back, get McBurney back there. Yeah, I mean, he, he basically played as a centre-half McBurney, didn't he, when he came mm. on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, did a decent job. I saw him uh, posting a posting a picture of uh, Yap Stam on his Instagram last <laughs> night. He uh, currently does bear a small resemblance to... Uh, very, very yeah. Well, yeah. I, I like that tweet you sent me yesterday with uh, Osborne saying that he got the worst air in the Premier League and then someone put Ollie McBurney enters the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Henry uh, Henry with a great great reply there. That really did make me laugh. Um, yeah. I think I, this is a, like a small bugbear for me. I've, I've never got this, um, maybe it's because I've never played football at any particular standard, but what's the big deal about a sub getting subbed? I don't understand it. I, it's, it's never... It's the I'm... ultimate insult. I don't know. <laughs> Pesky Slido got subbed a couple of times when he came on as a sub, uh, especially when we were winning things. And, and Warnock did what what we did yesterday. I remember him putting like a, a big striker on rather than having Pesky Slido up front. So yeah, I, I think it's. I, I just I I don't think I don't see why you should make a decision based on it's embarrassing. You you should you should do it. Uh, you know, give yourself the best chance to win the game. And if you think taking off someone you've already brought on is is a necessary tactical change then do yeah, it why I mean, not? yeah yeah Jagielka happened to him earlier in the season and it against uh, man united uh, in the home game he came on for burger i think and then was uh, yeah re- and things but, changed but that man united game in particular we were one up when he came on we were 3-1 down it was pretty much the obvious option to take Jagielka off and yeah. he was playing awful <laughs> yes it was a ta- i mean it was a tactical sub when we wanted to go to yeah. four at the back i've never understood this and i think also um, you know, when we're in the championship, if we, if lest we forget, there is a, you can make five subs in the championship. Are they going to carry that on next year? Do we know? I actually don't know, but um... I don't know if they will. If we get a proper pre-season, I think that would do with the con, you know, the the games law being congested. But we'll see, obviously. Yeah, if it is there though, then I think this is something we should get used to. Like we'll probably see yeah. it more often because yeah, 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 why not? If you if you think right now we're not having any attacks, there's. There's five minutes left. I just want another body at the back to head away these crosses. Mm. Then 
take off the man who's not going to get a touch of the ball, and that's what we did. So I think that's what happened. Chris Sutton called it as well, and I, I think he's right. I think he because they went, "Oh my god, he subbed the sub," and like Chris Sutton said, I think it's more to do with the aerial threat of maybe Villa because they put a lot of crosses in, and uh, Bernie's obviously a big guy, and uh, yeah. and it worked because he was won that one header. It, that alone would more than Burke could have probably done. Yeah, I just uh, I, I just always find it funny that such a stigma around it. But um, <laughs> but there we go. I think it will probably yeah. If, if we do keep five subs in the championship, and if it <laughs> probably get voted into the Premier League once uh, once the blades leave it, I suppose. And yeah, I think, I think we'll see more of it. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you sometimes see uh, <laughs> prosaic managers putting a strike, putting a defender up front, don't they, when you're chasing a game? But yeah, <laughs> it's not very often you see a team having to put a striker at centre half. It reminded but... me of when that uh, what we beat Wednesday two one in two thousand and six under Warnock, hmm. and uh, we had to bring Neil Collins in. Uh, oh yeah, if you remember that? And and the, they said to Warnock, if you hadn't got this player in, what would you have done? And uh, Warnock replied, because he, he, he were going to play Jeff Horsfield at centre half. God, <laughs> Can you imagine that. Well, just to uh, not not to skip ahead too far here, but uh, who the hell's going to play in defence on Saturday? I have absolutely no idea. It has to for me. There's two. There's only two options. We have we play with a four with yeah. Brian and Amperdu, or we play with a three with Brian in the centre and Stevens at uh, left centre half. I think I'd <laughs> rather play with a four. I definitely would rather play with a four because that is the, one of the smallest back lines as a three yeah. that I've, I've ever seen. Um, I think we play as a four. That, that's my that's my particular what I'd like to see. But even then, what do we do? Four four two. We've got no wingers. <laughs> <laughs> True. God knows. Well, we'll figure that one out. Uh, figure I'm out the rest of the team. I'm looking forward to the team. I think it's going to be quite exciting. That's <laughs> <laughs> the potential to be a, a, a wild one for sure. But yeah, yeah I mean. Uh, I, I didn't expect at any stage to have uh, four at the back with Ampadu and Keen Bryan as the two. But um, yeah, I mean, it, I guess I use this as a point to pick out some individuals. I mean, Bryan again was excellent. Like, he's... It's funny enough, I was bringing this up, gloss up, like, messaged me and you actually, and said, uh, Bryan's having a mare. I didn't see it like that. However, I, I do sort of, I think he's. There were a couple of things he did in the first half with his uh, distribution that wasn't I didn't think were great, but I thought defensively were absolutely... Because I, I put back to him, I think he's doing all right. And I thought second half, he were absolutely superb. Yeah, it's, uh, it, I mean, the whole that whole defensive unit was excellent in the second half. And as you said, you know, we were properly throwing ourselves to block everything. It weren't just shots, it was, you know, crosses coming in as well from the side. And, you know, Flair, Campadu, Norwood, just sliding into everything. It was, yeah, it was, it was really good to see it was... I don't know. I think we all get. I think as United fans, we all get excited when we see that kind of thing, don't we? The backs of the wall, the never say die spirit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good to see that in a in a lost cause season where we've you know had some pretty lame results and lame performances in the last. But this couple is of where weeks. this is the biggest thing for me. What I'll take from sort of this game that I don't think we've necessarily learned anything other than I don't think many clubs are in our position in the Premier League, the Championship League one, whatever, and play like that in that game, which is a meaningless game pretty much mm-hmm. for us, and put that amount of effort in. I think that's a massive testament to these players who have been, you know, kicked around all season, rightly so. We've got, you know, they had the lowest points tally and all this sort of stuff. So putting a performance like that, that is such spirit and guts. And I'll I'll take my hat off to, to that as a, you know, as a... This group of players, have, as I said, like a lot of them, you know, have lost that sort of... Uh, deity status shall we say that, that yeah. they may have had but to put in a performance like that in a lost cause of a season down to 10 men 
I think it'd have been completely understandable if we'd have lost that game 4-1. You think, well, Ed's have gone. What's the point, basically? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But fair play to him, because I don't think many... Cl- I don't, you put, I don't know... Um, I'm kind of trying to think of a team. Southampton get beat 9-0, obviously, in that game. You put like, Southampton in that position or whatever. They probably don't They probably don't win that game. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's good to see. I mean, you know, I, I really just think it's like... It's just a lack of quality at the minute. Like you know, we just our players just aren't very good relative to the competition. But yeah, as long as they for the rest of this season, as long as they keep trying, that's that's kind of all I'm going to ask. It must be them. absolutely shattered, you know, because I've keep seeing yeah. like, if we get against Southampton, I think the South, if we beat South, I'll get anything against Southampton. That'll be huge for us after what we've put into this game today and with absolutely no squad whatsoever. Yeah, and the fact that we lose 80% of our games. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah just that as well. Yeah, Would be impressive. Um, the, I, I did say something wrong, actually, last uh, last pod. I picked this up. Silent Blade, the brilliant Silent Blade, who's fantastic with his starts. It's not actually the worst start to a season we've ever had. Mm. Um, in 1975, I'm, I think it's 74 to 75. It's either 74, 75, 75 to 76. I think it might be 75, 76. I think I read That's, this. Yeah, at that point, we actually had, we only had eight points. We were only two points for a win, but even that, because we, you know, we'd only won one that uh, that season up till this point, and then right. we got relegated and won our last four. So <laughs> yeah, is that, is that the year we finished with 22? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's not the worst start we, we've ever had to be. So I, you know, I'd like to sort of uh, correct myself with that. Yeah, although uh, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't totally fancy our chances to get twenty two or twenty three points. If you get, if we get twenty two, I'll be doing, I think, open top bus parade. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> forget the pandemic. We don't. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, gonna talk about him again. Aaron Ramsdale, another excellent game. Uh, he had I much... man of the match. I gave him my man of the match, oh, Ramsdale. I don't think he did a thing wrong. Yeah, well, I certainly agree with that second part. Um, a, a much a, bizarrely a quieter game in terms mm. of uh, difficulty of saves than um, than he had against uh, Liverpool the other day. But he's he stopped doing the things that drive drove us nuts. Like he, he, yeah. I don't want to uh, jinx this, but. It's been a while since you've been like, oh my god, Ramsdale! Like, why have you dropped that? Why are you there? Why yeah. have you come charging out your box and missed it? And I thought he's he has strung together. I mean, I think the, I think the Chelsea game it was a bit sort of uh, there was a few hairy moments. And yeah, that came, yeah. That yeah. came after the Man U game, but I think generally from that Man U game on, he has been very good. And uh, yeah, this I'm as a fan, I'm becoming increasingly confident. You know, when I see him come charging yeah. out for a cross. I now think he's going to get it because that's what he's doing. And yeah, I, I thought it was, it was a plunge excellent. towards the end, which I thought was fantastic. Mm. I don't I mean, I, I, I think it's easy to uh, overlook or underestimate stuff like that because you think, well, it's a keeper punching out. Why not? That's that's massive for us. Something because that's. I mean, I don't want to go in on him, Ramsdale, because he's like you say, he's been fantastic. But that's something we haven't had. To be fair, you know, yeah. someone coming out commanding the area to that point where you're thinking he's going to sort this out. What, what you're worried about, you know. Uh, Simon Tracy, we talked about from the last pod, he used to be really good at doing stuff like that, just coming out and sort of being brave and, and sorting things out and stuff that might not look spectacular, but it is really important. And I think Ramsdale's getting that part of his game spot on at the moment. Yeah. In a in a stupid way, I was pleased to see... There's a few times where he started to come and then was like, actually, no, that's not the right cross mm-hmm. to come for. And he, he dropped off and let his defender have it. And yeah, I, this is very simplistic analysis, but... You know, there were times earlier in the season where he was just he was just ploughing out almost I think we said it didn't we like it's almost like he wanted to take charge mm. and sometimes it wasn't the right thing to do. But yeah, he just 
again, amateur psychologist stuff, but he, he looks more confident, he's not making mistakes, and he is doing everything to a high level of competence right now, which is great. I mean, handling is really good. I mean, even in the... You know, it was that Watkins shot in the first half that he like he parried, but he it was like soft yeah. hands, so he could get the rebound. You know, there's a yeah. few times where he's pushed that quite hard back into the danger area. But I don't yeah. feel. I mean, as you said, it was tempting fate. We know he's going to do something mad now against Southampton, but <laughs> I don't feel anymore that he's going to make a mistake, which is not something I could say earlier on in the season. Yeah, uh, and someone's actually pointed out. I don't know if you. I don't think. I don't think there's anything in this, but someone said, "Have you noticed his best games come when he's playing behind Jagielka?" I think that's probably coincident. Yeah, it, I think it probably is, yeah. Um, but yes, we'll see. Is. When, it, when Egan's back, he starts throwing it in his own net. And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we do only seem to win on BT and in midweek, don't we? So I think all, all four, four league wins. wins. Three out of four wins on BT, all four in midweek. Yeah, so uh, those Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday in the Championship, we'll, uh, we'll be winning at least 50% of our games. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, sorry, close one. Uh, we should, <coughs> sorry, oh, wow. Uh, we should stay up. Yeah, yeah. At least we should win like a 50% of his game, so. Yeah, excellent stuff. Uh, I was going to say another team. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something else about Ramsdale's. Oh, um, yeah, just talk about the. Uh, I mean, he, you know, he had a little bit of luck as goalkeepers need. You know, Watkins hits the post. Uh, Troyer, as I mentioned in that first half, I think if he if he, if he hits the target, that probably is going to be a goal because it's it, yeah. it was quite a clear shot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the sort of big save at the end from Concer, and yeah. then uh, and then Norwood's on hand with the with the clearance. I love it. But yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, I didn't love is Concer controlling a corner <laughs> about ten uh, yards yeah. out. I mean, it was a good play for him, but I'm like, how? How has he managed to do <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you what, if that ends up in the back of the net, we are having a very different conversation today because yeah, we are. yet again, that was bad. I, I give a small a small pass because we're down to 10 men at that point, obviously, and it's it was, what, like the last couple of minutes, I think? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was still but... convinced after the full-time whistle that we were going to score, to be honest. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but he, you know, as soon as he hits the volley, I just thought it's going to be a goal, and uh, Ramsdale does really well, stops it. Norwood is the only man there to prevent two Villa players from uh, tapping it into the net, and he well is it clear. He had a great game, Norwood. I'm always, uh, I'm always happy when Norwood has a good game, because... Yeah. That generally bodes well for the rest of the team, and, and yeah, the opposite yeah. is true as well. But I, I thought, um, you know, we so we, we've justifiably criticised his defensive work this season. But I thought when we went down to ten men and he had to play as like a midfield two or mm-hmm. like a central midfield two, I thought he did a really good job as like a defensive shield. Um, I agree because and it's not something you you associate even against even the Brentford game where we went down to ten men last uh, two seasons ago. We, we sacrificed Norwood. He came off, didn't he? Because mm. it's not his game. Yeah, I think with it with it in front of him, it's a lot better. You know, he was he was just able to sort of shuttle around, get in the right spot. Mm. You know, block block passes, block shots, and yeah, I think the the weakness is if he's he's giving it away and he has to charge back forty yards. Yeah, which yeah, we've yeah. seen all too many times. He did obviously. a couple of bad passes in the first half. Well, we're convinced we're going to lead to goals. I don't know if you saw this. There were there were only minor sort of mistakes in the sense that they were in the middle of the park, but he like gave it away or he lost the ball, and I thought this is a goal because it's Norwood, isn't it? So, mm. well, if we're talking about bad passes, that Lundstrom one, uh, I, I wanted to tear something 
off the wall and throw it through a window. I actually screamed very high pitch, what are you doing? Like in, a, in almost like our teacher or something talking to a child, like, what are you doing? Get in my office. Yeah. Well, maybe Wilder will have done that after the match. But, um, yeah, great thing play is, by... I don't think, I mean, uh, this is a fantastic way, and, and, you know, I don't want to pick anyone out, but I don't think Lundstrom, I think in any normal circumstance, Lundstrom would probably have been uh, dropped by now, to be completely honest. But with, with, with us having absolutely nobody else, he has to play, but I don't think he's anywhere near his peak of his game. Yeah, I, uh, I'm with you. Um, uh, great play by Bulldog, that was, to yeah. nip in and nick it. Comes to Lundstrom, he, he charges to the edge of the box. I think he's going to shoot. I think he thinks about shooting and then decides he'd probably better pass instead. And uh, sort of doesn't either. And what is like a, a what a four on three, something like that? You, yeah. You're thinking at the very least this is going to end up with a first time shot for Bulldog inside the box. But yeah, yeah, nothing doing. That was uh, that was infuriating. But not to worry. We uh, we we did get a goal not too long afterwards. And uh, yeah, backs to the wall, defending Caesars to three points. And uh, as I said, a very very satisfying win indeed. Any um, any other individuals you want to mention? We've kind of. Uh, I think we've pretty much spoke about everyone, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I thought the spine of the team were fantastic. As you said, Ramsdale, Brian Ampadu, um, Fleck Norwood, and then McGoldrick. And I think if you know if you get your spine playing well, then it's all going to come together, really. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to like jump to conclusion. What I'm not doing here is like this is it. Ramsdale is the, the keeper for the next ten years, and yeah, Kean Bryan should be starting in the championship, but. This is good. You know, these are yeah. good signs. The, the the kind of signs that help you build towards next season. It's just like, can we? Can you keep stitching them together? Ramsdale and Brian are two players who have, you know, they've performed well in the last five or six games or so. Keep doing that for the rest of the season. Well, that, that bodes the, really well. Another thing is that Derby record has been talked about and talked about. You know, I'd be a hypocrite for, for slagging the, the media off for talking about it because we talk about it because it's there. That's mm-hmm. gone now. Nobody can ever say again, you are the worst team or oh, they've got the worst, you know, same points as Derby or whatever. Hopefully it gives them a bit of confidence and a bit of a lift. Like I say, I think Southampton will be really difficult just because of how depleted we are. Yeah. But, you know, if we can be... How many games left? 12? 11. 11, is it? Let's say we pick another three wins up. I'll take that off you any day of the week, to be honest. And and I think that actually gives a little bit of confidence. I think that... Like, what, what are we on? 40? Is it 11 points we're on? 14. 14. Oh, yeah, so we end up in the 20s. And if we end up in the 20s, I think you can say, well, the second half of the season, actually, you know, if we'd have replicated that the first half, we'd have been fine. Yeah, considering the injuries, yeah, uh, yeah to, to do that in the second half would be good, yeah. I'd like to get to, I think Derby scored 20 goals, and I think that's the lowest. Uh, oh, is that sc- right? I didn't realise that. Uh, and we scored our 16th last, uh, last night, so... Uh, that's my next goal, if you like, for this if season. If a goal now. gets ten as well, he should have his own open top ball. Just him, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just him on his own. I suppose that'd be uh, that'd be COVID safe, I guess, wouldn't it? Yeah, completely. Yeah, he's isolating. Yeah, isolated from all our other goal scorers, anyway. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you you sort of mentioned it earlier, and I'm, I don't normally do this, but uh, I think we I think we probably should a rare Sheffield double last night. Yeah. If we're going to do an alternative man of the match, this is mine. Rotherham United, thank you. Take a bow. <laughs> it has to be right. I I love that we won with ten men and they lost two ten men. <laughs> it's easy to say because obviously the Wednesday fans, if you know, if anyone do does listen, they'll be saying, "Ah, oh, you're obsessed concentrating your own team." I disagree with any of that. So we're down, we're gone. The only thing that we've got, like, sort of to to sort of keep ourselves excited or giddy, if you like, is seeing our Wednesday get on. And, you know, I think they're seven points away from safety now. 
I think we're 12. They're catching us up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they actually are, yeah. Uh, yeah, great job by Rotherham. I'd, I'd, I'd switched off. Um, mm. And yeah, I'd sort of vaguely... I, actually, I was watching Sky Sports with the, with the goals coming in and Wednesday went to 1-1. I actually put Radio Sheffield on for the for injury time. And I thought, I'll just because there was nothing really going on in the other games. And I thought, I'll just switch Radio Sheffield. It were Wednesday corner, Wednesday free kick. And like Ronnie Moore saying... Oh, they need to hold out, just hold out, just hold out, just hold out, and then and then they got a call at the last minute, and uh, and Ronnie Moore said something like, "Well, you're not going to win, so everyone back, take your point, and get on." And then, like literally, what ten seconds later, ah, I should only screaming. I thought, I think that's Rotherham scoring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like uh, it was like a, a very sweet dessert at the end of uh, a main course, wasn't it? Of, of the Blades winning, you know. Interesting gonna... to see that I, I'm really I, I love the championship anyway. To be fair, especially when we're not in it, and you can sort of enjoy it sort of more. <laughs> uh, you know, looking, but I think it's going to be it's going to be difficult now for Wednesday to stay up. But I, I, there's a lot of teams in there who are sort of throwaway points, and none of them really go and runs at the bottom. I don't think it's quite over yet, but yeah. they've got a long, long way to come back now. I think Wednesday. Yeah, indeed. Maybe the EFL will give them some more points back as well. You yeah, know. it's only fair, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got one final thing to throw in the mix, uh, and that is this tweet by Richard Jolly, which I sent you last night. Uh, Phil Jagielka could mm-hmm. forever remain the last player who was born when Aston Villa were the reigning champions of Europe to be sent off against Aston Villa. So he's, I he's think that record's pretty safe. he's the oldest outfield player in the Premier League this season it's it's got to be a great chance of him holding that record for sure I reckon I was laughing yesterday because obviously we did the pod on uh, Monday about the game in 2001 Mm. and I I was laughing just watching him yesterday actually thinking he played like Paul Devlin and (laughs) these players Bullock Darren Bullock and Simon Tracy like we're from a completely different era Yeah. yeah David Kelly played with David Kelly, yeah. Insanity. <laughs> played against Carlton Palmer. Played against Carlton Palmer, and the same team as Keith Curl. And, uh, yeah. Although he yeah. didn't actually play in that game, did he? Oh, I suppose he maybe played uh, in a different game against Carlton Palmer. But yeah, yeah. that is uh, that is pretty funny to think about. Good old Jags. He's yeah. You know, I was just thinking last night. I was like, I didn't. I think my goal for this season was probably him never starting. Like that would have been the ideal situation. Not into yeah. like I don't not to slag him <laughs> off, but it's just like that means everything's going well. Yeah, you you don't want any more than three or four games with Jagielka playing. I don't think, and How he looks like he's going to have now? to end the season pretty much. So uh, I think he's he's played in eight games, and it, well, he, he what he would have started seven of those because uh, yeah, yeah. come on early in the Man U one. Um, that yeah, is, yeah, that's not what you want. No, for any thirty-nine-year-old, to be fair. Yeah, and uh, Key and Brian's heading on for double-digit starts as well by the end of the season as well. I just imagine saying that at the beginning, like you know, Key Brian's made ten starts, Jaggy Elkery. What? Well, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> with respect, I think I would have guessed we would probably be bottom of the league based on that <laughs> bit of information. But yeah. now they've, uh, you know, they've pretty much given us. What I could have hoped for, particularly Brian, more than I've hoped for. Yeah, him, yeah, for sure. I thought I'd obviously uh, tongue in cheek on S2 that he's 999 times better than I thought it would be. And, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, obviously, I can't quantify that with any sort of math, but uh, I think that um, uh, he's, he's, I thought he was League Two, League One, League Two, and maybe he still is, but at the moment, he's playing Championship standard at least, I think. So, yeah, I, uh, you love to see it, it's doing really well, and uh. 
yeah, that's uh, that's all I've got to say about that game, mate. Very. Um, I mean, you said it to me, like, why why am I nervous? And I was as well. I was like, I really want to win this game now. You know, everything that's gone against us uh, in the season, and then you get this kick in the teeth with Jagielka, and with it being Villa as well. I know we said it's not you know it's not their fault, the circumstances, etc. But you can't help but just be like, oh, I really want to you know just put one over these. I'm still convinced Dean Smith is not actually a very good manager, and I think the the record with and without Grealish kind of speaks for itself in that regard. He obviously yeah. was. Uh, not fit to play last night, fortunately. Um, so yeah, very. I was nervous hanging on. I, I was expecting us to concede because that's what we do. But uh, yeah, I was delighted when that full time whistle blew, even if it means very, very little in the uh, you know the the annals of history for this season. But yeah, yeah. it's way it's weird because I always used to. I remember when Huddersfield beat Wolves the season they went down, and they were like us; they were long gone. And their fans were so... I think they were like a bit of a mini-pitch invasion. I was watching it thinking, what are they doing? But now I like, sort of understand it. You've had that batch of a bad season. You're like, any sort of like sort of win, or especially in those circumstances, it's, it, it sort of means a little bit more than it probably should, really. But Yeah, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting a little, little bit of goosebumps actually just thinking what it would have been like uh, to be there. You know, the full crowd last night, even yeah. though it's an ultimately meaningless result. Like, it I think it would have meant a lot, wouldn't it? And it, I, I imagine yeah. that would have been uh, quite a, quite a treasured memory of this season, where there hasn't been many. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, completely. Yeah. yeah, the way the team held out, and you know, the unlikely heroes, if you like, when you think you know the people I've named there: Ramsdale, Brian, Norwood, Ampadu. They've been players who've taken a lot of criticism this season, most of it justified. Mm. And uh, yeah, they all did a, a great job last night, and uh, got us a win. Lovely stuff. Uh, any any other final thoughts, mate, before we wrap up? No, I think that's it. Good to get a win and stuff. And uh, slightly looking forward to Southampton, which, you know, after, I'm not, like I say, I think it'll be really difficult, but, I'm, you know, I'm excited about the team. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of grim fascination with that one. God knows what we're going to do. Um, but, yeah, it, it could be interesting. And uh, good for McGoldrick to get another goal as well. Oh, if he gets 10 this season, that would be delightful. I could definitely, uh, definitely take that as a consolation prize for everything else, I think. Yeah. Nice yeah. Uh, have you got? Uh, is your latest episode of the podcast out? <laughs> um, uh, this might be. This should be out today. Um, <clears throat> if anyone has been listening, the last episode we did was on uh, Daz Samson who entered Eurovision, and he actually got in contact with us. Not very happy. Uh, and Liam, who co-hosts, uh, had a had a, a twenty-minute phone conversation with him. Um, uh, so we'll reveal all on the next episode. <laughs> uh, I, I can't wait. You you were keeping me uh, in touch of what was going I'm, on there, but because first of all, like, is that him? He's definitely him. So what on his like on his Twitter page, and he, he, he yeah he called us up, and uh, I, I I I've got to admit I bottled it. I didn't want to take the call from Daz Samson, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let Liam do that, and um, yeah, well, 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 if you listen to the next part, it should be out today. It was supposed to be out yesterday, but we've re-recorded a, uh, an intro uh, just to sort of give it a, a Das Samson update of what he said. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, tremendous. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been doing Blades Pod for like three years now, and I've I've never had anybody that we've talked about get in touch with the podcast. So you did it in three episodes. So it's well so, done, it's suddenly become the most controversial podcast around. I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just what you were hoping. Get, get plenty of, uh, plenty That's of media it. Yeah, attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he'll, uh, he'll mention it himself in his next interview. Well, I, if anyone ever interviews, I, I better stop it. Actually, they'll phone up this podcast, but on it, stop me off. <laughs> yeah, we, we mentioned it. We did it in the last few minutes, so he might, he might not listen this far, and I'll make sure not to uh, 
mention him in the tweet <laughs> about it. Uh, great stuff, man. But that is the the Living with Maidley podcast, which is yeah, uh, and, available. Uh, read the view from as well because we won. Mm. We don't win many, and it's quite good. They're actually they're, they're quite sickeningly all right. Actually, the Villa. Yeah, I was reading it last night. I, I think I I think I got in there before you'd actually tweeted about it. So I was like. Come on, mate. I, I, you know, I'm going to go to bed soon. I want to read this. Yeah. So I actually went direct to your website rather than waiting for the tweet. It was like, I'm not going to lie. The reason it was so late is because the uh, I was watching Quest uh, and I watched Match of the Day. Uh, watching our game, so I stopped to, to sort of post it to do that, and then Quest came on it with a Wednesday game, so I thought I'm gonna have to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a good reason for being there. Yeah, I can, I can allow that. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a, a good read. Roy's view from dot com. We don't we don't get many wins this season. Go and uh, go and see what the Villa fans are, are saying about it. And uh, yeah, as you say, they were most of them quite uh, sickeningly sporting about it. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a few grumpy buggers towards the end. So it's, uh, that's what I want to see in it. Yeah, we'll be back to people hating us in the championship. I think yeah, that'll be good, yeah, because we'll be quite a big fish in that because I think people will be sort of every time it's going to be annoying. Every time we lose, they're going to be saying that they were in the Premier League last season. Look how good we are. <laughs> yeah, because there'll be no Leeds, no Villa. Probably no Wednesday. I was just trying to think of the like the traditional, you know, big big clubs that everyone wants to be. It's def- those two are definitely in the mix, aren't they? And yeah. uh, I'm not saying we're. Totally on a par with that. I'm just thinking. No, no. Yeah. You thought one of. I don't know. Actually, yeah. There's not really that many sort of. I mean, Barnes are on fire. They might be in the Premier League next year. Yeah, I can't imagine too many people get upset about like Watford and Bournemouth. To be honest, with uh, yeah, respect to those clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Not exactly Leeds, are they? Right. No. <laughs> uh, let's let's wrap up because uh, I have much to do and not much time in which to do it. So um, yeah, thanks very much for your time, mate. Thank you. Appreciate it. Nice coming on midweek. And uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, probably Monday, I think. We'll talk about the Southampton game. And we've got another memorable match as well. I can't mm. remember which one we decided, actually. But I know we discussed it, so I'll yeah. be looking back to our, our DMs. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure it'll be as uh, not sure it'll be as uh, enjoyable as beating Wednesday as our last one was. So if you missed that one, go back and listen to it. Because it, yeah. uh, it was very enjoyable to talk about. we got some... Some mega facts from you. The Peter Shreves <laughs> one is still still blowing my mind, to be honest. But yeah, uh, that, yeah. that is insane. Yeah, yeah. We're listening back it, to that. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely right. We'll leave it there, mate. Thank you very much. I will talk to you soon. Thank you, mate. Cheers. All right. A big thank you to Andrew. A big thank you to yourselves, as always, for downloading and listening. And finally, thank you to our sponsors. They are Glistening Kicks. I'm going to tell you about them now. Do you ever look down at your shoes or trainers and think they could use a bit of a touch-up? Then look no further than Glistening Kicks, Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration, and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers, and trainers. They will remove loose dirt and debris, give laces, shoes, and midsoles a deep clean. They can also touch up any scuffs or imperfections. If you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. They offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast and reliable courier service so you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. They've just celebrated their first anniversary, so happy birthday, Glistening Kicks. And I should also mention they are run by Blades fans. 
and they've recently started offering a service to add a Blaze logo to your trainers. The Wednesday logo is also available, but I don't know why you would ever want that on your shoes, to be honest, unless you have a Wednesday fan in your life, but even so, that's uh, that's not such a good situation for you. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair of shoes. Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve instead. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. You can also follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. 